0: Hey there, documentary lovers. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Melanie Dark, here with my co-host Jim Hudson, and this is Podumentary, a show where we deep dive, dig into, and unpack the details of a documentary in glorious detail. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Podumentary, a podcast for documentary lovers. I'm Melanie Dark.
1: And I'm Jim Hudson.
0: What Jim and I are doing here each week on The Pod is recapping and completely unpacking a documentary, film, or series episode. Today we're going to be taking a deep dive into the dark underbelly of online dating by way of the Tinder swindler.
1: Yes, these are the documentaries I love the most.
0: (laughs) So... Tell me something. Have you ever used online dating apps? Are you I, at, are you I, in full disclosure mode?
1: I have. Uh, I'm not very good at it, and started late in the process. I went yeah. kicking and screaming, but buddy of mine said, "Come <laughs> on, just do it." Yeah, it's been a zero success for ah, me. But okay. I'm just not. I just it's just not my.
0: I think it either MO. is or it isn't. Right? Like it's. I I definitely dabbled. Never to the point where I met anybody. Only dabbling. I only shopped. And then never pull the trigger in any way, even if I found somebody interesting, because it just is not. I don't think it's built for me.
1: Yeah, it's tough for people like me because I don't do pick 'em ups in bars. Right. I don't do <laughs> online dating. What What does someone <laughs> like me supposed to do? I don't.
0: Know. I usually you usually pick chicks up in theater class, is what I
1: yeah. Remember. <laughs> way back in the day.
0: Full disclosure, Jim and I dated back in college. A big part of why I am not drawn to this uh dating format is exactly what happened here, which is it's just too easy these days to create a false narrative and a persona. I just I just feel like it's much it, there's too much at risk uh, for something like this to happen.
1: Yeah, I mean, lotharios like this, they ruin it for us good guys. So <laughs> Amen.
0: This Emmy-nominated documentary directed by Felicity Morris, it was distributed by Netflix, and it's told through the experience of a small group of women who were the victims of a dating app-based scam artist. And it, it takes us along for the ride as they join together to hunt him down and try to see that he gets what he deserves. So let's jump in and see if you ever did.
1: Yeah, this guy is the Bernie Madoff of dating. <laughs> I mean, he the efforts he went to, as we will Incredible. share.
0: <laughs> Incredible. Yeah, if you haven't seen this one yet, let us take you along on this wild ride, it's insane. It's Fantastic. You can find a bit of everything on Tinder, but one little swipe can change your life. When When I first talked with Simon, immediately we had a bond. He was smart and funny and very impulsive. I shared my whole heart with him. And then he asked me if I wanted to travel with him on a private jet. So I was like, shit. He took me to a five-star hotel. He said we had a special connection. It felt like stepping into a movie. And then in the middle of the night, he said there was something he wants to tell me. He said he has threats against him. He needs our cash. $20,000, $30,000, $140,000. His life depended on me. That's when police tell me the man I love was never real. Everything's a lie. Who is this guy I've been sharing the same bed with? Then I get these threatening messages. Take my advice. Just watch out. We have no idea what he's capable of. It's just been fucking hell and we're freaking out. But we needed to get payback. We don't know how far this conspiracy actually goes. It's just the tip of the iceberg. We had one chance to swindle the Dindler swindler. You double brought me, you're gonna pay for it. Okay, so this documentary really takes us on a ride uh, back, uh, globally, like from country to country. And we start out in London with a girl whose name, at first I thought was Cecile, but it seems like Cecilia. She's a Norwegian girl. She's a beautiful um, blonde girl. And we start really with her first date with this guy she's met on Tinder. His name is Simon.
1: Right. I call her the Life is About Love girl. <laughs> life is and she had 1,024 <laughs> matches on Tinder.
0: 1,024 yeah, matches. Yeah, she's been doing
1: it for like six years or something. I didn't write that down.
0: She does. I mean, Life is About Love, that's a really good title. She is very, she's looking for a storybook yeah. experience. Yeah. And that's its own thing. That could, that could be its own uh, episode, uh, uh, its own podcast. And hey, she's she, very candid about it. I mean, she it, is. love is
1: the single most, it's what makes life.
0: Right. I can't imagine this girl is having a hard time. She's just, I mean, not that looks are the whole, of course, they're not the whole thing, but she certainly doesn't have anybody running the other direction from her. Correct. She is, she is attractive. (laughs) So he takes her for dinner at a really fancy, expensive hotel. She's very dazzled. I I think it's funny because, um, did you, uh, what I loved about her was how, if she's impressed by something, even though she's really lovely and pretty and like, if she's impressed by something, she says, shit.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Well, all all the non-American, mm-hmm. non-English first language people in this documentary use foul words and the way they in use the them. Way. Wow, <laughs> to me they're a bit awkward. <laughs> they're not smooth. Well, it's just it's awkward to hear them say oh, it. I, get I guess yeah. I don't know. So, uh, but, but before we deep dive that, I mean, yeah. we should explain why she picked Simon.
0: Oh, please. This guy was yeah. a
1: jet setter. Clearly, he had a lot of money. He was the son of a diamond baron. She we, finds
0: that out on the date she doesn't know that prior to him
1: okay fair enough right but, and that's where we're but at but the is- pictures are all him either f- traveling High end places, uh, yeah, definitely. High end clothes, high end cars. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he
0: sells himself, right? He certainly doesn't look like an average Joe, yeah. No. Right on his profile, absolutely. And and to your point, they get to dinner. He t- you know he takes her to this beautiful, fancy, expensive hotel.
1: Four Seasons.
0: Is it the Four Seasons? It is. Oh, okay. Um, the Four Seasons, and and he says he's the CEO of L V Diamonds. I think it was.
1: No, it's L L D Diamonds.
0: L L D. Oh, see, already correcting me. And he says that his dad is the king of diamonds. I thought it was really interesting that he starts to divulge really personal information immediately. Like that first date, he's talking about having a child and and not together with the mother anymore. He's on the move a lot because of his business and he's really just kind of giving her this whole just giving her a lot of background really quickly.
1: Right. Well, it's interesting that, you know, he had that profile on Tinder and anybody can create a fake profile. But when he comes out of the elevator looking like his profile, she he swoons.
0: She says shit.
1: Yes. She does say that. <laughs> and he looks like his profile. So Right, right. He's, he's the real deal.
0: Yeah. And so you can see it like, yeah, she sees the trappings of this wealth now. Like now he's in 3D. He's there in front of her. He's picking up the tab. He's paying for everything in cash. It's The champagne is flowing. And that very night, he tells her he's got to go on a trip to Bulgaria and invites her. And she says,
1: yes. And more crazy than that, she says, okay, I'll go.
0: For me, that's the (laughs) first thing where I I felt like we learned a lot about her. And I definitely don't ever want to come across as victim blaming. I am not. I'm just trying to unpack the parts about us that where we get in our own way or or, or that lead us kind of to make the decision that we do, because she reached out to girlfriends to tell them that she was going to be off she goes on Bulgaria. And they literally say like, what about being kidnapped, white slavery? And she's like, "Yolo."
1: Right. I wrote YOLO.
0: (laughs) I just think that you don't know this human being, whether or not he has money is really neither here nor there when you're trying to ascertain, do I know if I'd be safe with this person? So for me, even though I can see the appeal empirically from having a, you know, what she found is he's not good looking to me just because he's not my type, but I get why he's attracted to her and he's, you know, fancy and and trying to sweep her off her feet. And I understand the appeal of that, you know, such a large thing. This rich guy wants to sweep me away to Bulgaria, But that part of my brain that is also protecting myself is just, you know, it's just danger, Will Robinson.
1: Yeah, but I mean, my jaw was on the floor 90% of the time in this documentary just by the effort he went to to create yeah. this lie. I mean, the production values, What I mean, the details yeah. covering everything so it's not exposed that he is a fraud.
0: Right, right. I mean,
1: if this guy would just go legitimate, he would be extremely successful. Well, I know, he just wouldn't have money. He just is impatient, right? Right. He wants. Yeah. He wants it now. Right. And so I hear you. We all want to be safe. And sure. But I mean, he I could see how
0: people fell for
1: right. this guy. He left nothing to chance.
0: Well, and to your point, she said that they got to the airport and he had a team. Yeah. He Not only had this bodyguard, I say in air quotes that none of you can see, you know, who took her home and let her pack and grab her passport. But she arrives at the airport. There's a team of people yeah. with bodyguards him. Yeah, getting onto a private jet. They're not yeah. flying commercial. It's incredible. I couldn't do
1: that if if I had the money.
0: Right. Right. And for a girl who is looking for a storybook experience this is the, he's, she is his exact target, right? Correct. Because she's just falling forward into this dream. I mean, already on the plane, she's kissing him on the cheek and you see all this video footage. And so that's one of the things, you know, from a production perspective, I want to say about this documentary, this documentary can exist the way it does because we live in the social media era and because people are constantly recording and documenting with, you know, everyone's holding a camera now. So there was footage that she had taken on the jet, getting to see what they actually look like and were saying and how they were behaving. Correct. Yeah.
1: And to me, the X factor is his daughter and his ex-wife. I don't know. If Was it ex-wife? I don't think
0: it's ex-wife. He, it's the mother of the his daughter.
1: child. And they never explain why she's doing what she's doing. To me, her existence and the role she's playing really sets. Yeah. Cecilia up. Correct. Because, well, here's a woman. Sure. Talk to her. She says he's great.
0: I think all of that really did give her a more comfort in, in moving forward. And, you know, she, I guess this is sort of, you know, sleeping together on the first date is so much more common now than it ever used to be. But she's very open about saying that she slept with him that first night, yeah. um, I guess, in Bulgaria. She mentions the marks on his back.
1: Now, do you think those wounds were
0: self-inflicted? But, you know, we'll get to it later that he had done some prison time. So who knows what that came from? It could have come from that time. but So they are there together in Bulgaria and he starts getting a ton of calls, she notices. And so he says he's going to have to send her home because he's busy and she's really sad about that and all bummed out because she's living this big dream. The next thing is he just starts love bombing her, which is actually really a trait of a narcissist, right? He's sending her texts, he's sending her roses. He's leaving her these loving voicemails and I love the fact that she keeps everything because we we are benefiting from listening. We can hear his voice in this documentary. He's leaving her all these love. Loving romantic voicemails. Wish you a great and a beautiful and a successful and amazing day as you. Kisses. Good night, my love. I miss you so much. I can't wait to see you. You know, and then um, he surprises her by showing up and coming to Oslo and asks her specifically to be his girlfriend.
1: Such a busy guy as him to show up in Oslo means he really cares.
0: Exactly. Right. This narrative that he is creating is really the subtext is telling her how important she is. The next thing that happens is he texts that he's in danger. What do you think about that? Yeah,
1: I mean, this is the diamond enemies that are out there are very scary (laughs) because... And, and no one really questions that, right? He, right? They say, oh, my enemies are out to get me. Ooh, I don't have any enemies that yeah. are out to get me. Why does he? Because he's the son of a diamond guy?
0: Yeah, and it doesn't sound like he ever qualified the no. danger. It was very vaguely just, referenced danger and enemies.
1: Like he's Luke Skywalker and there's stormtroopers outside. I mean, how come no one, why do you have enemies? I mean, <laughs> yeah, they just, just assume diamonds because they're, you know, Expensive, there's right. enemies,
0: and that he he says he's under threat, and that he's not yeah. safe in London, and he's gonna need to find a place to hide away. Are the diamonds on him? <laughs> Look, I got five million of diamonds on me. I gotta get out of here. <laughs> I just thought that was so interesting. You're right. I had that same note. Really vague reference to threat. And it doesn't seem like she required more no.
1: information. I think they go, Whoa, diamonds high profile. Must right. be enemies. Everybody wants diamonds. Diamond thieves, you know, watch movies. Yeah. And Pink you know what? Panther. I
0: will give her the benefit of the doubt in this way, because they did mention that one of her friends Googled the Leviev family, which is the family he's supposed to be belonging to, and that there is coverage in terms of what the Google results showed about being involved in sort of this underworld, like mob, almost mob-like uh, area. So she could have sort of taken away from that information and think, thinking, oh, he's, you know, as a result of those connections, he might, this danger might be real.
1: Benefit being, benefit of hindsight, benefit of hindsight being, the benefit of hindsight (laughs) is that that it's 2020. (laughs) Yes. And as you can see, maybe should it, she should have scrutinized that a little more right. because that's his out every time.
0: Every time. Yeah.
1: It's just a vague enemies.
0: Right. And vague you're enemies.
1: right. Asked a friend. Friend looked up. The diamond story appears to be true, even though it doesn't connect him. Yeah, there's
0: spaces of plausible di- deniability here and there. And it seems like she's clinging to those things.
1: And I'm not saying I would have done it differently in that right. situation. Same. I'm just saying looking at it from above, it's like enemies. Look, <laughs> let's figure out what these <laughs> enemies are. Right. Because right. he uses them to get out of almost every, every situation, situation to and to get more money as we'll yeah. learn. And so, that photoshopped picture is one of the worst Photoshop. Uh, oh,
0: okay. So what Jim's talking about is he, there is an image that he, well, a picture on his profile of himself with his father and what looks like maybe a sister or something right. standing out on this like outer terrace with maybe the Greek Isles or something behind them. And it is, he has photoshopped himself in front of the other two. And it's so clearly photoshopped. It's terrible. It's terrible. (laughs) The next place we go is Amsterdam. And Amsterdam takes us to Pernilla. Pernilla is a Swedish girl who also was on Tinder and... She matched with Simon on Tinder. Yeah, she is um, somebody who, in a strange in a strange coincidence, had already dated somebody in Diamonds. I had here in my note, another guy in Diamonds. And I was thinking, who are these people? I know. I, I don't know
1: any Diamond people. <laughs> and that's all she dates.
0: Yeah. And it makes me wonder, honestly, I just thought, this must be maybe an echelon of existence that I'm just unaware of. It's just people. Because they're all very well acquainted with these fabulous places. And, you know, she, she spoke, I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but she speaks about Mykonos at one point and she just talks about it like you and I are talking about the, you know, Santa Monica Promenade. Right. That's oh, a great place to be. You got to go do this and got to go do that. It's very, very pedestrian and casual to them. But she talks about, you know, again, that she hears that he's his father's the king of diamonds and um, she goes to his house. She says, again, I feel like there's these behaviors of trust that are so common. I'm not victim blaming. I'm just saying this comes up again and again, his theme where on the first date she goes to his home and, you know, she talks about how beautiful it is, lovely neighborhood. He's dressed elegant. He's really easy to talk to. She said they had an instant connection and that he asked her a lot of questions and she felt like that was rare to have a man listen. She says that she, they take a walk together and he makes a move on her. But she says it for her, it doesn't feel romantic between them. And I think this is interesting. I wonder what you thought. They really, they go quickly over this part. Like I am I was thinking, what was he, did he also not feel like it was romantic? It's interesting how he lived. He was happy to sort of slip into the friend zone with her.
1: Yeah, I yeah. thought that was surprising as well. And he continued. Right. So his scam works whether it's romantic or not.
0: Yeah. And I wonder if his victims are chosen by virtue of he's maybe had some time to ascertain if these are people are going to be able to take out loans. Yeah, right. How like, f- how's your credit? How,
1: how does he figure that out?
0: <laughs> maybe the jobs they have or where they come from. I, I, you have to believe that he, I mean, God bless it. If he tried to do it with me, I'd be like, dude, good luck getting me, to get you some loans.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so she talks about how they they mutually friend zoned each other with no harm, no foul, and they stayed friends. And she said they talked constantly. Yeah, they sh- talked every day. They had a very very fast bond. And um,
1: he's he's a battery charger.
0: He's a battery. Is that what she said? Yeah. It's a
1: battery charger. There's battery drainers and battery chargers. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And she
0: says he's a battery, he's a charger. battery charger. This guy. So is-
1: she enriches her life, not at the romantic level, but gives her a zest mm-hmm. for living. That Interesting. is why she wants to continue right. this relationship, even though it's not. It's only platonic.
0: Right. So this bounces us back to Cecilia, much like he bounced back and forth. It, would they take us back to London, back to Cecilia. And at, and at this point, Simon has asked her to move with with him.
1: God. Wow.
0: And we are a month in. We're like four weeks in and no brake lights on this girl. She's like touring. He told her there was a budget of $15,000, which dude, deer in the headlights. And she's touring places on FaceTime with him, taking him through these. And she's took videos. So we're getting to see it as the audience, these beautiful $15,000 a month Apartments. I'm thinking, wow, this girl is going headlong.
1: Yeah. I, I have to believe she just suffocated her inner voice saying, Right. This is, I need to, I need to challenge this. She yeah. just didn't want to. She- and
0: ladies, if, you, if this is something you do, I would like to suggest a book called The Gift of Fear. <laughs> it's fantastic. There you go. Yes, to 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 give uh, to turn up the volume on and, that
1: little needling voice. And you said it best. We're not victim blaming because no, I think I could have fell for it one hundred percent easily.
0: Absolutely. Right? I mean, it
1: was fascinating It was Cinderella story. Oh and yeah,
0: we're looking at this in the rearview mirror.
1: So yeah. of course. But she just wanted it. It's like winning the lottery. Oh yeah. my gosh, I found the guy right? who's gonna make my life everything I wanted it to yeah. be.
0: She is so relieved, almost. There's this yeah. relief that the thing she's dreamed of is here, which makes you really feel for her on a you know a certain level. And in my notes, I don't know if you have anything subsequent to this because I I jump right into the attack texts from here. How does he get an ambulance? How does he have an ambulance? <laughs> I know. So he so what he does is Simon. She gets these texts from Simon that says he's been attacked, and he sends her. This is what Jim's talking about. Pictures of uh, his. Bodyguard Peter, his head bloodied, and then sends video of the two of them in the back of an ambulance where it's clear that, like, Peter is the one who's wounded and being treated. He's laying back, you know, in the ambulance on the gurney while uh, Simon just sort of sits nearby. But yes, I thought the same thing. I'm like, did they? They had to have paid somebody. Clearly. My thought was they basically just lined someone's pocket. To get into the back of an ambulance and take some pics. And that person doesn't know probably what is actually happening. They probably think it's a gag. Sure.
1: But I'm just saying this guy, if he just would have chosen the path of good (laughs) as opposed to evil.
0: This guy is ingenious. He probably could have made something out of his life that was just as rewarding, right? I mean, mean, maybe not as rich.
1: He's fo- he wouldn't be as rich, right? Right. I mean, focused.
0: To be running this many scams concurrently, which it turns out he was, yeah. you have to be so smart and detail-oriented. Maniacal. He was right. a mad genius. Yeah. Okay. So he she gets these texts and, of course, she moves immediately into alarm. She's buying all of this hook, line, and sinker for good reasons. Um, and he can't use his cards because he's being traced. This is what he says to her, the right? Di- the diamond enemies. He, the diamond <laughs> The diamond enemies are tracing his credit cards. So apparently, these are also like internet savvy diamond foes. <laughs> what? Why? Here. Okay. So Don't then, mess
1: it, with these guys.
0: <laughs> and then he asks her to get an American Express card in her name, and then he can use it for two weeks while he gets away. Right. But
1: let's be clear, right? He can't use his cards because they'll trace what his location. And so that's
0: why he's asking her. Right. It's got to be in your name. So I'm using, it's like you're in this location, not me. Right. But here's what I think is interesting. And this was, again, not a question any of these women ever asked themselves, which again, it's such a hallmark of, I think he's targeting people who trend towards codependency because codependency is a rescue mode. It's it it's up to me to help this person. How can you believe in your heart of hearts that you just met a billionaire from a, a conglomerate, a diamond conglomerate? You're brand new in his life, and you're the singular source of potential <laughs> income he has. Like any help, this <laughs> So <guy. laughs> true. And that—that that is, I was—I none of these women hit the pause button to go. Hold on.
1: Well, it's just you don't their know what their mean. boyfriend, their boyfriend and girlfriend. Who do you go to? You I, go to your girlfriend. Cecilia says that. <laughs>
0: I think you I'm so jaded. Your, you go to your girlfriend. <laughs> I think
1: you don't go to your billion-dollar <laughs> father. You go to your girlfriend who's got a nine-to-fiver,
0: or even just fellow rich friends. Or right, because it's not like a billionaire rolling around not knowing any other billionaires. It, it's just a really interesting gap for me in reasoning as this went along. And I guess that that I guess that he uses risk to maybe override that the critical thinking and right? urgency. Right. right, you're in urgency, so you're really not breaking it down into its its base part. And
1: I think we have to keep saying it over and over again. We're not laughing at him. because are We would have done We're the exact not. same thing. I mean,
0: it- I'm laughing because truly this could have been me at some point, oh, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so she does. She gets a platinum AMAX and he maxes it out immediately. I mean, and I guess that makes sense now that we've seen the way he lives his life, but he, he maxes it out instantaneously. And then because of that, he asks her to come to Amsterdam and bring $25,000 in cash to him. And then when she pauses, because she's like, wait, how am I going to get $25,000? Thousand dollars in cash, he says, You got to do it to keep me safe, and so she does it, takes out a loan, she takes twenty five thousand dollars in cash on a plane. Imagine, I mean, I'm worried when I have nail clippers in my bag, (laughs) you know, if I forget, oh, did I take those out? The stress that that creates, she brings him the money, she takes out the loan, she brings him the money and then returns home. I, I do find it interesting that these women are also like, if I showed up and I brought you $25,000 in cash, I'm staying a week. <laughs> I'd All be right. like, yeah, yeah. Okay. We're in trouble, but I'll hang out at the hotel. Like, but no, he sends her right back home. It fascinates me. And she does dutifully just come back home. And with within hours of her arrival home, he calls her and says that his security says there's a problem. He deletes his Instagram and tells her to make her experiment. You know, he's in a constant state of of working the new mark. And so what we don't know is probably a girl before Cecilia had to go private. Correct. And so that she yeah. wouldn't see this girl's content because she's got pictures with her and Simon. up. So if I'm a girl, I'm dating Simon and this girl gets on my radar and I go look at her Instagram. I'm like, wait, you said you're not dating her anymore. She's got a picture of you from last week. So she's got to go private to keep his con going on these other marks. And, but he, of course, uses the danger aspect of it to right get her now, to do and it. Right now, he's
1: also brought the danger to her doorstep, right? Right. So you're, you're vulner- maybe at risk. You're vulnerable now. Delete your IG. Exactly.
0: And account. she dutifully does it. I mean, this girl, if nothing else, is just, she's like, well, she does it. You know, she's got to keep him safe. He, She hears, while she's on a call with him, she hears another call with the bodyguard come through to him on his speaker, like on speakerphone on another phone. She hears the bodyguard saying, they know where you are. I mean, this was this was like a born identity narrative right here. They know where you are. You've got to get on a plane. It's ready to leave. I can't tell you where you're going. Like this bodyguard saying, I can't tell you where you're going. Turn the lights off in the apartment. I mean, it all, at this point, I did feel a little bit like, okay, wait, hold on a second turn the lights off in the part. We are at Aaron Sorkin level right. details here. I'm, am yeah. I getting, it was my eyebrow raising a little bit, but again, I have to give her the benefit of the doubt. I wasn't in the moment. So yeah.
1: You think that should have tipped her off?
0: I mean, that part right there, it went to a level of, I mean, it was, it's kind of cheesy. Yeah. And it, so part of me at that point, I, oof, that I struggled, but but I, I get don't know, it. man, to me, it, it just added
1: more Depth to his scam.
0: Right, to the ramping danger. He
1: he's just, I mean, it was layered his scheme. Layered, right? How did he know to have a woman with his baby? How that would be that would help immensely.
0: And they never talked about if anybody else met that mother, which I think is interesting. I'd wonder how many of his victims actually met that woman. And that woman's story is even more interesting. We will get to that. that. But,
1: But he just he leaves, I mean, every corner.
0: He has covered. I mean, it's amazing. It's it's amazing. And she does. he, He gets the desired result because she basically starts saying, are they coming now? You know, I could see that he was struggling. And bless this girl's heart, she's crying on camera. Even now, knowing it was a scam, understanding that this guy was an absolute fraud and a fake, and still the emotion of the time is re- revisits her. Yeah. She's there. She's retelling the story that was a lie and is still welling up saying, I didn't know if he was in danger. He, you know, he, he he escaped to Stockholm and sent me a geotag. And she's just very upset. I just thought,
1: wow. So, but is- I have to ask you, how can you fall for someone that deeply that intensely only known him for a little over a month. Yeah, yeah she had to be yeah. in love and again, not judging. Yeah. with the situation that she hoped would be that fantastical situation right. she saw that first night. She right. wanted that life. Yeah. And that's what she fell in love with.
0: Yeah. Oh, so now Everybody take a deep breath. We go now to Amsterdam. Simon shows up in Amsterdam, calls her, Pernilla, says, hey, I'm here. What I love about her is she's like, what are you doing tonight? I mean, these people are all ready to go. Because
1: they're buds, right?
0: Yeah. She's like, let's go hang out. He invites her out to a party. There's, again, footage of this. I love it. This social media era and honestly, probably their age and like they're all out and about and just constantly recording their lives in this way. So we were really able to um, benefit. And so there's this footage of this just bump. Club, right? Just dark and smoky and chicks everywhere. And she only stays briefly. She talks about how that's really not her scene. And so she was glad to see him, but she darted out of there after about 15 or 20 minutes. Yeah,
1: and she said that uh, Simon's paying for it all with cash. Yeah.
0: And, that but again, like.
1: Cecilia's paying for yeah, it all, all
0: with cash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And she so she gets out. She says that party scene's not for her. She does wake up in the next, you know, the next morning. She'd like to connect with her friend. She texts him to say, hey, how, you know, if the hangover's not too bad, let's meet for coffee. The guy's already in Spain.
1: Wow. I mean, it's amazing.
0: The guy is already, he's gone from Amsterdam to Spain.
1: I mean, he had a blown that 25000 that night almost. Oh, easily. And, you know, she's, she points out that, you know, Simon's paying for everything, right? Right. And I'm wondering, well, why, you know, if he's got to have some reserve just in case of something that's i don't know me. if he does that's me thinking right? right which i could never do any of this but then i go no he's got to give this image because there's other potential victims right. all, all around him
0: right there are people so that he's are benefiting constantly
1: yeah strategizing yeah. and he's he's showing this i'm paying for everything i got it you never have to worry with me it's so r- if i ever need something from you right you know it's legit yeah i
0: look like the real deal absolutely so okay but now we're back to london and back to... Cecilia where Simon is now raising the stakes and he's hounding her about this card. I started to really, my compassion for her really kicked in at this point. I, I have compassion for her generally, but it I think I I felt like my compassion upticked at this point because at this point, he's now really placing the onus on her and her alone to keep him flush so that he will be safe. And he's because he's hopping from country to country, the cards keep getting blocked because that's such a fraud behavior. It's such a classic fraud behavior to suddenly a card's getting used in Amsterdam and now it's in Spain. So he's calling her to say, hey, you got to get this thing unblocked and I'm I'm not safe. You got to do it. You got to do it. She's on the phone, which I don't even want to make one phone call to my credit card company, Jim, imagine that day after day, you are just on the phone, lying to your credit card company and trying to get things fixed, which she's succeeding, bless her heart. She's getting these things unblocked. And then asks her to get another, a higher limit.
1: Is this, is is this where, yeah, this is where he hires her, right? Yeah,
0: claims to employer.
1: And then gives her like a $10,000 a month.
0: $10,000 a month? It's more than, it's 99000 oh, no, it like nine, 9 yeah, yeah, it was
1: like 90000 a month.
0: Yeah, it was an insane amount that of money. was nuts. So you basically, because she says, I can't, they're not going to approve me.
1: Yeah, so, right. I have right here, 94K a month.
0: OK, well, you see, I mean, listen, she basically says, look, they're not going to give me more more credit. He says they will because I'm going to employ you by with uh what is it? LVV diamonds. What is it?
1: LVV diamonds
0: but through LVV diamonds. So uh, and this is another thing they never really unpacked. Right away, he turns around a corporate check like he can recreate. Yeah. How, does he a do check? How does he do that? How does he do that? I don't know. Where do you get those? <laughs> Office Depot. Know. So quickly with her name on it and as an employee, and it works. And a- Amex bought it. It works. Amex ups the limit. They it's should. They should have been a
1: victim on this documentary.
0: It's just wild. But you know, in order to quote unquote be employed. Or participate in this employment scam, she gives over her passport details.
1: Which you never, never do. do.
0: She gives over all her personal information at this point to pull off this scam. And again, now we're really at a slippery slope where there's a lot of things that I'll believe. There's a lot of credit I'll give her because you want love so badly that you're sort of, you blind. want that
1: lifestyle. You want love. that
0: lifestyle. But the minute somebody's saying, hey, I'll just scam my way to this thing, I mean, for me, that is red flag. City. You know, he's of course um, playing it up like a high security crisis. So we're also, we are still giving her the benefit of the doubt that she is wrapped up in the idea of saving his life. I mean, she does think he's going to die or is at risk of dying. And then he shows her a wire transfer receipt that he sent her the funds. So it's interesting because he does do these behaviors where he lets the gas off a little, right? He off gases the, their fear and their stress about the money by faking these payments in order to keep them <sighs> decompress a little and maybe still. On the line for getting access to their to money and loans. Yep, just genius, evil genius.
1: And it was a two hundred fifty thousand dollar wire transfer. That's that I right. Was going to send.
0: Uh, yeah, that's a good point. He he doesn't just pay them back. He pays them back and then some. Right. By so a lot. it's actually they think they're getting enriched. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Absolutely.
1: My first job, way back in the day, was at a gas station. I mean, I was green as they come. All I knew how to do was. <laughs> Clean the windshield. Right. This was back when you had full service. All right. And this guy showed up and he goes, hey, man, I need 200 bucks. I got to get my car. My car's broken down. I got to go get it towed. Awesome. I need 200 bucks. And me and this other green kid were running it, right? It was like the end of the day. And he goes, look, I got this watch. I'll let you hold it as collateral. And also when I come back, you'll get 400 each or something. Like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. So we had collateral and we had a future oh, profit.
0: Right. So and we gave you-
1: him 200 bucks.
0: He out of the till. Out of
1: the till. Oh, no. And he never came back.
0: Oh, damn. And the
1: watch was worthless. No. I got to that job like at six in the morning and didn't open until eight and just sat there until the boss came in.
0: Did you get fired?
1: I did not. I didn't get a paycheck <laughs> until it was paid back. But Well,
0: yeah. Oh, uh, gosh, that's painful. He,
1: he knew that I had beaten myself We've all been there. pretty much. Yeah. I feel like
0: we've all been there. I think that the circumstances of this story are just so fabulous- Right. It's just such a fabulous story that I think we all are sort of slack jawed. But yes, I think we can all relate to falling for something like that. Okay, so this next part takes us to Mykonos, where Pernilla currently is in Mykonos and she's They're vacationing. And she asks Simon to and his new girlfriend. So here we have a a third woman enter the fray. Her name is Paulina. She's a Russian model. And Simon has this new girl. And she says, why don't you and Paulina meet me in Mykonos? And he promptly cancels on poor Cecilia, who's busy saving his life with uh, multiple loans and (laughs) heads on out to Mykonos, right?
1: And the montage of her scrambling to get more money, and them just living it up in Mykonos, and. Other parts of Greece, spending money, just hand over fist. $5,000 a night. Yeah, and then getting in him, and then a voice message from him, I really need more money, I yeah. really need more money, and she's scrambling. I mean, it's, it's the, to me, the pinnacle of yes. this, this torturous nightmare that's taking place and how he is yeah. just using
0: You're right. Cecilia. Mykonos is really, this trip to Mykonos really is where you see how the scam he's running is using these other women's money to fuel the lifestyle with the next woman or other women. Right. And some of those women are marks. Some of them are not. It didn't ever sound like this Paulina person ended up getting money stolen from her. She just was lucky enough to be a girl who got brought well, along for the ride.
1: She's super young. She's too. very, very young. I mean, they're all young. Yeah. 20, late 20s, early 30s. She appears to be yeah, even younger. Very early 20s. Maybe Correct. even younger than that.
0: And they, I mean, honestly, the degree to which. So, you know, I think you and I or maybe just the average person when you start to think about an expensive vacation and really going all out it's at this level that is completely different than what this guy was doing he she said that they he put them up in a suite that was a night. That's just the hotel room. Right. Which I just thought, I want to see inside that $5,000 a night room. I want to know what that looks like. Number one, it was beautiful. It was so stunning. I just loved, this is the part circling back to what I said. She's talking about Mykonos and like partying in Mykonos and vacationing there like the way that we would talk about any other vacation. She's like, oh, and you've got to bring all your bikinis and it's just this other world.
1: So opulent and so excessive and he would call Cecilia. Oh, I need more money. We're (laughs) 90 there. Yeah. Oh, was- we're 97 percent there. More money, more money. And yeah. then they would cut to them partying on right. a boat, a yacht. At a billionaire club. Her her looking at, you know, yes. bank statements. It's just.
0: Yeah. She's tearing her hair out. She's so worried. She also misses him. This is her boyfriend in her mind. Yep. Her boyfriend's at risk. She's working to save him. And all the while, she's really not able to see him or spend time with him. So she's suffering. She's yearning to spend time with him. She's scared that he's going to be hurt. And then to your point, yeah, they're bouncing over them. He's at the Billionaires Club, renting a Rolls Royce Phantom to yeah. take them around. This guy isn't just Ubering places; or every single choice he makes is just thousands of dollars yeah. out the door. Yeah, it's the, incredible.
1: There's one scene where they—the audio is him uh, talking to Cecilia, or it's a voice message right. saying talking about security threats. But the image is they're sitting at this table, and the server's cracking oysters, right? fresh out, yeah, fresh out of the pail with wine. They're and living, They're living lives. it up, and, and it's. Oh, incredible all on, her, all on her and whoever else's dime. it's and they're freaking out because they think he's in trouble
0: yeah and one of the voicemails that he leaves her is he says this is how i know you're the one you're
1: bailing me out you're
0: bailing me out and, and then the, talks about <laughs>
1: right now, you can't see dancing.
0: right now you can't see <laughs> I wish we had a video in here. You couldn't see, but Jim just went on a like raise the roof that dance over there. And was, you're it's,
1: right. <laughs> it's, to me, it's the best part of the movie. It's, it really is. It and peaks right there.
0: Anyway, so she takes out $250,000 total while he parties it up and she's just living in terror. It's just incredible. So at the $250,000 mark, her borrowing power is maxed out. So we've now reached the end of what is Cecilia's usefulness in from a financial perspective for the most part. And the reason that we know this is that, you know, she's stressing out about this money. She's got all these creditors, they're bothering her. He has not yet come through and she's talking to him about it, right? She's saying, you know, she's stressed and he says, come to Amsterdam and get a check to be paid back and so she's happy right she's gonna great she's gonna get to see him and she's gonna get to get the money because she got these creditors and she can't pay them she arrives and he of course in usual fashion writes her a check for way over what she's owed right. which of course brings her it's interesting it's twice it's,
1: as much as 500k Twice
0: as much and she's so then it's like not just relief but he buys this like gratitude because now she's thinking she's enriched and so she's grateful she's been through this emotional ringer, but then immediately she says she says he's absolutely cold and distant. He's totally different. His vibe, he's completely different with her. She can tell something's absolutely changed in him. And to me, I thought, yeah, what's changed is you're tapped out. Yeah. This is who you, you're getting to see more of the real dude because you're not, you're about to be of no use to him. And that's, that's exactly the it. the deal. It's really sad. And um, the fact
1: that he owes her a quarter of a million dollars and he's the distant one. And
0: he's the distant one. Like, and you can see how it is 100% scam. There's no personal aspect at all for him, and this is the true, you know, tale of a sociopath. But she's there; she's beautiful. He could care
1: less. It's amazing.
0: He's just dragged her through a tumultuous set of weeks. She's scared, stressed. Now she's got debt. She's worried he would die. She finally sees him, and he's just like, eh.
1: We share the planet with monsters I like mean, this, and there's millions of them crazy. out there. Crazy,
0: I know. It's just we were just—I I could just, never do that. I
1: could never. Could never do that.
0: It's wild. Cecilia who is stressed out and now she's got this cold boyfriend, she turns on turns tail and heads back to London cuz she's got to get this check in the bank. But then it's not processing and this poor thing, I mean, I was really, I was hurting for her at this moment. She's looking, she's keeping her eye like we all do, right? She's looking at the bank account and it's not hitting. It's not hitting. And she finally, because she's so stressed, she calls them and they're like, and this was vague, this part. They basically say, yeah, we're not processing this check. And you don't really get an explanation at that point. You do not. So she calls Simon. He basically says, and this is the quote, I wrote it down. Fuck it, I gave you the money. Not my problem. He doesn't, he's done with her. He's just sort of like, sorry about your luck. Like he's, she says he's mean, he's cold basically the axe dropped she's of course desperate and in her desperation she does something that ends up being really smart I don't know that she knew it was going to be smart but she reaches out to American Express and tells them everything
1: which is scary right because she's part of the fraud she right. lied right and yeah she really
0: up. throws herself on the mercy of this credit card company and to their credit they say where do you live we're going to send out a team to you I mean they immediately respond to her it's a quarter
1: of a million dollars it's a
0: lot of money they know who he is like they basically say do you have a picture of this guy she tells them everything she lays out the whole deal, what he instructed her to do, the risks, yada, yada, yada. They see the picture. They say, yeah, this is him. They know who he is, which of course her heart just drops. And she finds out he's a scammer, that this is a thing that he's done and has done and perpetuated multiple times that he's a fake. It's really interesting because again, Jim, she's so emotional during this part. And I don't know, that could be heartbreak for herself. I mean, honestly, to a degree you can recall what it feels like to be let down by somebody and that can make you emotional. She's really emotional. She says, it was so hard on me. I still loved him. I still was in love with with the idea of this guy. She was stuck with this like leftover love in her while at the same time contending with oh my gosh not only is this not real but I'm buried under a mountain of debt. I
1: mean they don't how often are they together? They're not together that often, right?
0: No, Truly. And
1: then whatever audio exchange was was him manic asking for money. I know. And she was still
0: I think they only spent time together like maybe two three times Yeah. Yeah. And I think one of those he was cold. So she calls her mom Mom says come home to Norway. Come on back to Norway. So she does. She moves back to Norway and she finally accepts at this point what's happened to her and the reality of who he is and more importantly, who he isn't. And she blocks him on her phone. And this this is why I said earlier that he's cold because he's done with her, but he's not altogether done with her because he does notice he's blocked on her phone. And when he notices that he's blocked on her phone, he calls her mom's house because of course he's met the mother and been in contact, has this information Information. She forgets, right? She says, I'd forgotten. He has yeah. my mom's, he knows my mom's name. He knows where they live. He calls the mom's house and starts threatening her. Yeah, And he says, take my advice. Watch out. Because every reaction gets a, re- every action gets a reaction. Yeah, whatever that means. If he was fully done with her and like no more money as a resource, he wouldn't have cared if he was blocked. He probably just went on to the next one, right? Yeah. Like, see ya. So I, I have to believe to some degree. And also it's a control thing probably. Yeah, I think it's more of a control thing, right? How dare you block me out? Right. Yeah, because of course the narcissist is just yeah. like, I'll let you know when you're garbage, right? And not dated, not not the other way around. So he escalates immediately. It's not even like, he doesn't even try to cajole. He doesn't do any other phase except immediately to threats of yeah. violence, right? Veiled the threats of violence. Um, uh, she's scared. And so she calls the police in Norway and they didn't much care. Um, I, I suppose, you know, on paper, if, if you're really not into the nitty gritty of it, her story is just, oh, this girl got fraught, you know, defrauded by some boyfriend. But she, you know, She's drowning in debt and talks about having thoughts of suicide as a response commits herself to a psychiatric ward out of desperation. But she was there for some period of time. And it just sort of really helps illustrate the place that this took her.
1: I wonder if she had to file for bankruptcy. I mean, I know it's usually the resort of people getting this much in debt. They file bankruptcy.
0: There are some follow up details that I'll, I'll give us at the end. Okay, so. That's where we leave Cecilia. Cecilia is in a really, really dark place. And now it's time for Simon to begin the danger phase with Pernilla. Pernilla is in Amsterdam and she gets a text. She starts getting texts from Simon. He's sending her news articles that his father, I say in air quotes, is being questioned in a diamond smuggling case. And they're being, say it with me, Jim, targeted Targeted by by enemies, enemies.
1: (laughs) the diamond enemies.
0: Those famous diamond enemies, those nefarious diamond enemies. And um he then sends the exact same bloody images of Peter and himself faking an attack. Follows so, it up. Yeah.
1: So the father is friends with Putin. Okay. So that's pretty high up there. Right. These enemies must be just... Right. ...gods. (laughs) They're Norse gods that could actually throw (laughs) lightning bolts at these people. This is the Avengers. (laughs) I I mean, it's amazing.
0: Um, And he asks her for $30,000, which, of course, she says she doesn't have. This this is a girl who you can tell has had access to high-style good times, but isn't herself a person of means. She's living with her mother, in fact, at the time, saving money to buy herself an apartment in Amsterdam. And so she says the money that she had... the only money that she had was in savings for a house, but she says, you know, it doesn't add up, like it doesn't even compare. I've got to keep my friend safe or I've got to buy a house. Of course, I gave him this money because I'm going to keep my friend safe. Again, another person who didn't for a moment consider, because this isn't even his girlfriend. So now I'm just your friend and you, yeah, you've partied it up pretty hard and you've paid my way and that's great. I'm I'm all about right. that. Right. I mean,
1: there's, there's some obligation. You know, I've, I've had friends who spent a lot on a weekend sure. and you know, you, you've feel on the hook to show your gratitude. Of course. And, right. Yeah. So I but think to there's... my
0: point, I think last time when we were talking about why didn't Cecilia question his ability to get money from anybody else, this is a billionaire in this yeah. world. And you had said, well, it's your girlfriend. That's who you go to. Well, to that point, I'm saying pernilla is not even a girlfriend.
1: That is a good point. You're and
0: right. yet she didn't for a moment go, hold on before I give you my only $30,000. Can we talk about, let's talk to some other options.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he, he tried to show that his father was not uh, right. accessible because he was caught up in some smuggling. But case. just take take Bill Gates, for example.
0: If you meet Bill Gates and he sends you out at a really great time, he pays for everything on the yacht. And then later Bill says, Can I borrow some money? <laughs> <laughs> don't you go, wait, Bill, don't you know some rich people? I mean, you're a rich guy. You know rich people that aren't Especially aren't.
1: if it was thirty thousand dollars. I go, Whoa, really? really? Yeah, th- I did have I'm a fun your go-to? weekend. <laughs> 30, I just
0: feel like that's got skipped a lot. This yeah, part no. of like, you don't exist in a bubble billionaire. You're not in a billionaire bubble where you're not, your life should be touched by other rich people beyond your family. So the fact that I'm just this random person you met on Tinder, I'm a friend you see occasionally when you're in the country, but I'm your go-to for $30,000. There's just no no moment where they went, hold on, wait a minute, what? Like there's, and again, I'm not victim blaming. I'm just saying this is a leap that everybody, everybody leapfrogs over this. Month. Yeah, it's true. Um, <laughs> So she does it though. She sends it. Bless her. Amazing. She sends it.
1: Why? Well, and there also there's some security there, right? She right. saw what access he has to wealth to have such an right. extravagant summer. Yeah, thirty thousand. Yeah, it's gonna hurt me, but he's good for it.
0: Right. He's and good for it.
1: Maybe she's even thinking. Maybe I'll get forty back. Say it's like the issue that I had at the gas station,
0: right? <laughs> <laughs> so. They take us, sadly, back to Cecilia, where she is just searching for a way to understand who Simon was, why he did this. In search of that information, she goes back to to AMAX, the, that team, and just ask them for more info. You must have more information on him. And they actually sent him what they think is his real name. She finds an article about him defrauding three Finnish women in the exact same way. And in this same way with these women, told fabulous lies about being in the weapons industry, that he was a Mossad agent. This guy is theatrical. He's really got some stories. But
1: the article also calls him a millionaire. So True. I found they, that interesting.
0: Yeah, that, they, that there's a part of it, that of his story, that was bought into even by, apparently, the media at that yeah, point. I guess. And he did three years in prison. So he had done four of these same kinds of crimes. He did a three-year stint in prison in Finland... Came out and doubled down,
1: and that's what pisses Cecilia off, right? right. She goes, "Wait a minute! This guy clearly is a fraudulent right. huckster. Right? He's in prison scheming his next victims for when he gets out, and you guys don't do anything. You and don't he do comes anything out anything about him. Yeah. And then when you see he's doing it again, the authorities won't do right. anything, and she takes matters into her yeah. own hands.
0: So there's, I just really respect her for that. And then she doesn't even start small. She goes to VG, which is the biggest newspaper, like journalistic outfit in Norway and they take her story on
1: I'm with you I give her tons of credit because a lot of people would just
0: yeah just fold fold yep declare bankruptcy
1: huge depression right let them ruin them
0: off we go now on this new trajectory. It's Cecilia and VG, the investigative journalists. And the investigation and verification begins. So she hands over, again, I give her huge credit for this. She hands over all of her WhatsApp messages. And if you've texted, uh, you know, an intimate partner at all, you know that you are laying yourself bare. It's like handing a diary to someone. Correct. She hands it all over in service of, you guys are going to know everything and be able to help me track this guy down. They, they basically say... 400 pages of 400 pages! Of texts, pics, videos, audio messages. And she even references how she took pictures of herself in bed. She looks all coquettish in bed in the sheets.
1: They're only together a month and a half, right? 400 pages.
0: It's very classic love bombing, that kind of um, contact with somebody. And they're able to then use all of this information that she handed over, all these texts with their timestamps and and the order of these things happening. They use it to develop a, a kind of timeline, right? And a path. And then they determine that his, you know, from a from a bird's eye view of him, they kind of determine that he that his first dates are this emotional con where he will demonstrate opulence and wealth and get them to your point that you would say to get them to really see and experience the wealth as a real thing, and then he flips to platform danger, and that's when he asks for money because he asked for money a month in he was already asking at that point, and and she trusted him because again they've seen the wealth they find out about the mother of his child, right? Right. And she turns out to be one of the Finnish women he had conned and one of those women that had seen to it that he did prison time in Finland. Whatever her motivations are, she she did betray her own kind. Yeah, I mean,
1: it's the frustrating part of this documentary for me. I mean, because to me, that's the linchpin. That gives him the most credit, even more so than have the appearance of a ton of money. Sure. You have a woman here who is vouching for him.
0: It's a good point. He didn't need her in all circumstances, but in Cecile's circumstance, it really was the thing that made her feel trust in him. And so she and the VG team, they basically, the VG team basically decides they need to set about to prove that Shimon and Simon are the same person. So off they go to Israel and you know, God bless journalism. VG heads off to Israel. They go to Tel Aviv and this is in the hunt to confirm that Shimon is Simon. And they go looking at an address that they have that they, they've found and they find his family's home. And what do you think about this? I thought this was really interesting. They go into this place. It's a really kind of shabby looking yeah. place. It's very cramped and they're there. They, they go up to the door and they their interpreter is there and he then, or translator rather. It and was
1: the Israeli reporter.
0: Oh, was that? Was yeah. he a reporter? Okay. Uh, so he's there. He reads. There's a notice on the door, some sort of mail. And it's a bill collection. Yeah. We're
1: looking for you. <laughs> I can't lie. That
0: bill collectors are, are looking for him in, or, or debt collectors in Israel. So it was just, that was a funny, like really on the nose moment.
1: And that woman goes in and out apparently because she was coming back. Right. So that notice was was there. New.
0: New, right. She's coming back in. So that means he's
1: getting them all the right. time.
0: So while they're there, up comes a woman who they don't know if she's passing by. Is she coming to this door? She comes, then she comes up. She's real hunched over and she's sort of like, well, who are you? What's your deal? And she, uh, she basically says, Says, look, we don't know where this guy is. Like, we don't talk to him. He's not. Who was that? Was that his him. mom? I'm guessing it's his mom. They did say, oh, are you his mom? And you know, she didn't say no, but she didn't say yes. She's just kind of trying to blow them off. Like, they tell her, look, he's done this again. He, he's at it again. And this poor Norwegian girl for 250k, and she's just like, well, we don't talk to him anymore.
1: So, Which, what else is she going to say? Right. Oh, I mean, all right, I'll pay for that. Let me get the, my checkbook.
0: Right. And she's probably so worn out. Imagine. Oh, yeah. VG then goes to the local police to confirm um, that the two people are the same, and they find out that indeed. He is, Shimon is Simon, and he's a career criminal. As a teenager, he started with stolen checks and then went on to forge checks and then forged a passport and fled the country. But they find out he's wanted in Israel. Israel would love to get their hands on him too. And so uh, they, they've they done what they've come there to do, and they have confirmed, indeed, same guy. So we go back with pranilla where the scam with pranilla continues. So as, if you guys remember, he had asked for $30,000. She gave it to him.
1: Instead of getting an apartment. <laughs>
0: right instead of buying herself an apartment where she's living with her mother in order to do that. And he borrows another $10,000 from her and a week later texts her a screenshot, and we've all seen this before now, texts her a screenshot of a bank transfer that was, again, way more than he owes her. Cha-ching. Cha-ching. The guy's got a template. For sure. <laughs> and the texts start out so stressed. Oh, Simon, like, I'm really stressed out. I need to pay this. I don't know what I'm going to do. He says, oh, hold on. And sends her the picture of the wire transfer. And then she goes into gratitude. You're amazing because it's so much more it's not just a little more it's a lot more and it never arrives i mean we all know that right i'm not spoiling it What? it never arrives he asks her to fly back to amsterdam so he
1: can give her a watch so that he
0: can give her the watch it's worth a hundred thousand dollars he says and so she takes this which again i'd be like wait i need money now i have a job to do i gotta pawn your watch to get money? Like, you pawn it and give me the money. You know, but mm. no.
1: But, I don't know how to sell a watch, do you? <laughs> no, no. Especially get, getting it, what it you can take it to a pawn shop or a sure. watch shop, but they're not going to give you what it's worth. They're gonna, yeah, so
0: you don't really know what you're yeah. going to get. It's worth 100k if you bought it new. Yeah, so it's all just very janky. So, Pernilla books a flight, and as far as we know, she's headed to Amsterdam. Meanwhile, back in Norway, VG, the journalist group, they are busy doing a paperwork recon, right? They're pouring through Sicilia his transaction list, like her credit card list, and really is starting to piece together a timeline, finding out where he was and when. And in these receipts, they start to find names on plane tickets, which is a real boon to that investigation, right? And they, they find Pernilla specifically, because she's been flown somewhere, and they contact her and tell her the deal on Simon and that they're investigating him.
1: Could you imagine getting that phone Could call? You
0: imagine. But it really speaks to the degree to which she was bought into the con, because the very first thing she did was... tell him yeah so she's in right she's completely she's got no red flags really Simon tell
1: me it's not true yeah
0: and listen if I'm if I'm in however much money to this guy I've given him this money and I hear from a reporter first of all the first thing I do is I Google that reporter's name is this real like who's this guy Erland what the minute I find out he's a legitimate reporter um I don't talk to that guy
1: again yeah but a lot of people don't do that I mean I think you're a little more diligent in this area yeah
0: I am but the thing thing is
1: if some if some Someone came to you and said, Yeah, Jim's been scamming you. We've known each other for quite a long time. Right. I think you would go, Jim, someone's saying you're scamming yeah,
0: but me. I've known you a long time. Right.
1: They've known this guy a couple months at best.
0: Yes, it's
1: what? Why are they oh. trusting this guy? Because he <laughs> appeared to have a lot of money. Yeah, it's amazing.
0: I guess so. And you know what? It just shows you the sort of inner dream of access to wealth. Yep. It's really powerful. We all cleave to it. Our-
1: and, and that's why you can't judge these you people. You can't. I, no. I've seen, found
0: myself doing it. So they are, again, they, they find Pernilla, they contact her. Pernilla contacts Simon. And who, Jim, Who who's behind this Fiji investigation? Tell me.
1: It's my enemies.
0: <laughs> it's mine. My- the diamond enemies. We got to write a series on these
1: diamond enemies because they are terrifying.
0: And it's at this point her smarts kick in. Thank God. This mm. is finally where her intelligence, she goes, mm, nah.
1: Maybe I should look into these enemies.
0: So now that Pranilla is starting to understand and see the force for the trees, that maybe Simon is a scam. Uh, she gets back in touch with the journalists at VG and they fly to interview her. They fly her actually to there to interview with them and she tells them everything. And they determine essentially as we told, you know, we talked about before, he's perpetuating a Ponzi scheme on these women, using their money to live lavishly and then using that money to also woo the next victim. Wait, wasn't there
1: a didn't somebody have a light bulb over their head about was it Cecilia who goes, "Wait a minute, I know," or was it Pranilla who goes, Yeah, he took money from me, but the way he's spending it, there's more than just one of us out there.
0: Right. It was Pernilla. When when the light bulb came on for Pernilla and she realized that his lifestyle was being funded by other women, she looked at what Cecilia had given him and said, there's got to be other women because what we spent was way beyond $250,000. But she tells them, you know, they say, well, do you have any idea where he is? And she says, well, actually, I'm supposed to be meeting him in Munich tomorrow. And what I love about this VG team is they hustle. They get a whole team on planes out to Munich by the next day.
1: Well, I think that's kind of the sub-message of this documentary is, you know, the the officials, I mean, he's hiding in plain sight and the officials can't, don't do anything. And these reporters jump on him like bloodhounds and they expose him.
0: And what I love about the reporters is that they're trying to debunk what officials are saying, which is, oh, we can't find him. Right. He's not findable. And and VG's basically saying, yeah, he's findable. Here he is. We found him. So there goes that excuse, right? Let's do something about him. Let's pin him to the wall. So they they basically, Pernilla goes to Munich. They go along covertly. They plan to record him and confront him. There's a piece of it where they want to confront him. And so they track Pernilla as she goes to meet Simon. And Pernilla is fraught, right? She now knows this guy's fake. She doesn't understand to what degree he, how, he, how will he behave? You know, she's now she doesn't know what level of risk she's taking on. VG has f- photographers tailing along so that they can provide proof to the police that he can be indeed found and tracked. And so she meets up with him. They're they're stationed across the street and we see footage of her meeting Simon and what t- another man, which turns out to be, I guess, his business partner. Although I thought, do we know that it's a, does he have business partners? The guy's a scammer. Like, so, but it's this other guy. It's
1: Avashai is his name. Oh. And they do call him a business partner. He, they may have been a picture of him on a plane somewhere, but this is the first time they announced he has a business partner.
0: I'd love to fall down a Google rabbit hole on him. Like, what's oh, it with yeah. that guy? Is he legit and also scammed? Who knows? It's the same question can go for any number of his team. Again, know, I mean, with the, team.
1: the productions on the scam, maybe yeah. it's got to be more than just this Simon guy. Oh, that, sure. Yeah. I mean, they're all getting, they're all living it right. up and probably getting money. Even right. You know, the, the bodyguard, Peter.
0: So um, they have uh, photographers tailing and she meets up with Simon and this business partner. She gets into a car with them. You know, also, I will say the chutzpah of some of these women, like you, I think maybe the fear piece would keep me from being able to do these pieces. But she does it. She climbs into the car and she lets them, you know, she's texting them. She puts smartly, she puts the reporter's names and numbers in her phone as like a friend's name so that she could play it off that she's texting. Right. It's a local friend in Munich or something. She's saying where she is because she's going to meet up with that person. So she's got this, which is great. She's formed a story of why she's texting and she texts the team to let them know where they're headed and so that they know where to wait to see him.
1: That what she did by putting, you know, their numbers under her friends' names. I will be using that in the future. (laughs) I think that's brilliant. (laughs)
0: Okay, we need to unpack that. I had an ex boyfriend who did that. And um, I'm going to tell this story really quick because it's fun. So, I had this ex boyfriend, I won't say his name, and he was a serial cheater. He would cheat all the time. Who knows why I didn't leave? Um, instead, what I did was when he was asleep, I would go, I went through his phone, I found this girl buried under somebody else's name. How'd you know? Because she lived in Las Vegas. So, And he, we didn't, we lived in California. I knew he had met this girl from Las Vegas. He had told me, you know, that's over. And so we were back together. So I went through his phone and just looked under every, every number just to check. Is this really this person's number? Is this really this? And sure enough, under one of our friend's numbers, who I know this friend, it's a 702 area code. Uh. So I'm like, you idiot. You couldn't even, if it had been some random name, I might not have known. It was like Rick in Vegas. I wouldn't have known. So here's what I did. Trouble. I changed the number. I changed her number in there because I know he memorized nothing. He didn't even change the digit. Correct. I changed with the phone numbers in there, knowing he didn't have it memorized, and also knowing that it would start to drive him crazy because he he goes to call this chick and then Mike's auto. (laughs) He just got so much joy out of the idea that each time he would call, he's like, wait, what happened? And then he wouldn't be able to ask me because he's cheating. So he can't come to me to say, hey, did you change his number? Listen, I did it like four times. He kept getting the number. I wrote the right number down so I'd know. I kept rechecking. Anyway, let me skip to the end. I did this so many times and I was just getting so, I knew she was far away. So I knew that it wasn't like he was actively cheating and she was far. His brother finally came to me. Weeks this has been going on. And he says, Melanie, I have to ask you a question. I said, yeah, I was like, are you going into my brother's phone and changing a phone number in there? And I just grinned, and he goes, "You are my hero. My brother <laughs> is going crazy." Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, couple, that is how you deal with it. a couple crazy
1: people in that story.
0: <laughs> yeah, okay, I, I, I admit it. I admit it. I, I'm dedicated, as you know. I think someday you'll tell a story about me climbing through it. I will not. <laughs> the people want it, Jim. <laughs> They want the stories of our crazy dating years. Okay. So she's in the car. She's giving the heads up to the journalists. They know where to go and capture this footage. Now we're headed over here. And while they're out on the street, and I did think this was like they let their slip show here. They're out on the street. It's Pernilla, Simon, and this business partner. He looks up and sees the guy with the camera. Man, talk about failing at a stakeout. Yeah. Yeah. And they immediately start speaking to each other in Hebrew. They recognize that there's a camera trained on them. They boogie into the car. She's just, they rush her into the car and take off. Now they're peeling through the streets of Munich speaking, like hurriedly speaking Hebrew to each other. She doesn't really know what's going on. She has no idea. Do they know? It's like, I'm in on this. Am I at risk? Am I in danger right in this moment? She just doesn't know. Which is crazy, right?
1: Well, she ends up playing along. She's like, Simon, are these your enemies? Yeah, are these brilliant. your enemies?
0: Brilliant. She are did Are they after on me now?
1: Yeah. yeah. She intentionally did it because she didn't want to blow Smart her cover.
0: girl. Like, and he's played- like, no,
1: they're not after you. They're only after me. She's like, well, let me out.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the girl played it so well because that is not, that wasn't in the playbook. So she really had to improvise at that moment. And she really did it beautifully. And she basically pretended to believe that it was the uh, the enemy. Are these the enemies? I want to put that in the the diamond enemies. When we open a merch store, we are going to have diamond enemies somewhere on hat. You got to believe it. (laughs) Uh, So um, they let her out. So she gets let out. Now, keep in mind, the journalism team has no idea where she is. Right. They're planted in this hotel. They let their slip show. They Their cover was blown. They're worried about her. But it, it all works out. They reconnect.
1: Well, their goal was to confront him.
0: They wanted to confront well, him. That's of off that, the books. Yeah, yeah.
1: that was Can't s- do it. scrapped. Yeah. And they were just now worried for her safety.
0: And they were only really able to come away with one part of what they were looking for, which is the proof that he could be tracked. And at the end... Jim, what do you think? What do you, what do you think happened with that watch? How do you uh, feel about that watch? What do you, like you have much, some experience with this, yes, right? I if, I, if memory serves me, from authentic
1: about an hour ago. Cartier on my wrist. <laughs> That you probably could get $10 for?
0: Yes, that's right. The watch was a fake. I mean, all that money. And I bet he did have real, like, stuff that was really worth money. Oh, well, we know he did. but That's skipping ahead. But he gave her a fake, which just is amazing. It's amazing. Amazing. And so she's left high and dry. um, But it's
1: great how she says it. She goes, so I took the watch. Of course, it was a fake because it's Simon. (laughs)
0: Classic. So classic funny. So she's still now she's in Norway and she's with the journalism team Pernilla and Cecile is now there. Now we've got the two of them together they meet and Pernilla still has a desire to confront Simon. Uh, I, I get I get from an emotional perspective but once you figure out somebody's such a fake, it almost seems pointless you're just not getting the truth out of this human being yeah, like, but it's a great scene It is a great scene. She calls him on speaker she confronts him about the truth and as soon as he perceives that she's believing what she's been told, he loses his mind right. But right, he goes so sideways, he threatens her instantaneously. Yep. I just, it's really, you really get a glimpse of what that guy really, really is. So, of course, that comes to naught, right? Like, he just threatens her repeatedly, and then that's over. And then the VG puts the article out. It goes viral, just like they'd hoped. This is the whole point. I think a part of the point of the article also for the women was, we don't want this guy to be able to hide in the shadows. We want him to be so exposed that no one's going to swipe right on this dude. Correct. Yeah. And so that happens. I did feel well,
1: bad. Well, it it happens, but there's already, uh, as we'll see, there's already another victim,
0: right? And and they face a lot of backlash because it's the internet. So of course, right. in the they're world of the internet, we do blame, gold we victim blame.
1: That's yeah. what you get for being a gold digger or a diamond digger,
0: a diamond digger. digger. But meanwhile, they're like, we paid for everything. I know
1: <laughs> <laughs> our gold.
0: So, uh, yeah, they, they, go, they go through that and that's tough. They kind of talk about how it was sort of tough to see a lot of that rhetoric. But they also saw a ton of support, people who really feel bad, like we do, for what they went through. Nobody deserves, I don't care, you know, what your motivations are in terms of how you date. I just don't think anybody deserves what happened. So then they, were, they had plenty of support. Cecile and Pernilla really bonded immediately, of course. And then they continued, they, they continued on together. They joined forces to try to continue as much coverage of the story, of their story, of Simon as possible. They go on this mini press tour. They do talk shows, news agencies all over the globe. And again, like, good for them. They really chased this moment.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're out $300,000, right? I yeah, mean, and bring, more
0: combined.
1: Bring him to his knees Absolutely. and also uh, protect others from...
0: They want to pressure them, like, the police. They yeah. want to mount more and more pressure on authorities to do something about this guy. And in the course of this article, a lot of people get in touch with VG and report that they were a part of scams, by him. Some people say that they worked for him. He never paid them. Some people say they worked, that they employed him, you know, that they were his former employers. At, but, at some point, like, wasn't he somebody's nanny? Yeah. Or something? Insane. Somebody you imagine? in New York, right? Yeah, that they gave, like, this guy had their children in his care, just multiple girlfriends and friends, and that he had been reported to the police in at least seven different countries. So we now are introduced to Aileen, a third Oh, girlfriend. come on, Aileen. Oh. <laughs> A third girlfriend emerges, and here's what's wild. She's been dating him, I air quotes, you can't see them, 14 months. How how has anybody lasted 14 months with this person? And you have to wonder, where has she been? Is she, was she in Spain? Like, she's obviously been there for the whole time. Right? We just don't know where she fit in in all this timeline, which is pretty wild. Another, like, again, another beautiful woman. He really likes beautiful women. And she is sitting in an airport in Prague on the internet and sees an article with her boyfriend's picture on that's the front. That's classic. And that says the Tinder swindler, because that's the name of the article. And
1: that's where they met.
0: Yes, and she met him on Tinder so she's And she sees it right as she's about to board. She sends it to Simon saying, what's this? Then downloads it to her phone and gets in her seat and puts herself on airplane mode. And now she's got this flight. She also lives in Amsterdam from Prague to Amsterdam, where she's now reading this entire journalistic essay on this guy, getting all this background. I'm going to say this unequivocally. Aileen is my favorite of all the women. I love her so much because the minute that she knew he was a scammer, she was like, screw this guy. I mean, 14 months. She was with him longer than anybody. But her personality is such that she laughs for the whole thing. She's just like, oh, I'm out to get. And she really does get him. And we'll get to that. She sees the article. She pours through it on the plane and then sees all these similarities in these women and herself because the article, let me just make sure that I put a point on this. The article has clickable elements. So it has videos, et cetera, that were given to VG by Cecilia and by Pernilla. And so she's able to not just read these details, but to see the screenshots and the videos that he sent these women and she recognizes hold on I have a video where he's wearing that exact same thing sitting in that exact same seat in that exact same private jet saying the exact same thing she could pull up videos this guy was just on repeat just yeah. sending
1: he was in a video shoot and he had a list <laughs> of names and he just, just changed just sending them out
0: just on a, a plane a content machine this guy and she she's able to sort of see and I will say I love her but she also has benefited what the first two didn't have which is the minute she finds out about him she gets It's a full dossier. She gets to see the entirety of who he is and she gets to see this visual evidence of how he has been scamming her in the same way he scammed these women, and so she's able to really get right onto the to the truth of the fact that he's a fraud quickly, and even to the point where he sent her the same bloodied pictures, telling her he's in danger and Peter's in the ambulance, the whole deal. She also lent him money, which also, you know, she said she ultimately gave him a hundred and forty thousand dollars, and I was thinking she must have money, and now she's seeing that her money was spent on these other women, and she immediately goes to that truth. Right? She's like, oh, she's like, he spent my money. This is what she said: he spent my money on bullshit.
1: Yeah. <laughs> She says that word well.
0: (laughs) She really, really does. I like her so much because she's almost amused in a way. Like, there's just something about her energy that I really, really
1: love. I know what you're talking about.
0: So she leverages his desperation and she acts like she believes him. So she did initially start to call him out on his shit. But when she realizes that she needs to be actionable on her own behalf faster than the police can be, she basically starts um, pretending she believes him.
1: Right. I mean, he used the enemies story on her too, right? These
0: bitches they're, they're the enemies are paying them to right. do this, you know, and she, she pretends like, like she believes him. What I do love, the gall of this guy she basically says, I can't, I don't have any money I can give you, I've given you all I can give you, and he says, maybe you can pawn your car. Right and sell your house. Maybe your parents can sell their house, like he was even talking about what her parents could sell or pawn, and then saying, you're going to be the mother of my child, I'm worth it. That, that thing where he was like, I'm worth it, like we're going to We're going to spend a life together. This guy's already got 140K of my dollars. I'm like, are you worth it? I don't think you are. No. (laughs) I don't think you are. So um, she offers, and this is brilliant. She works in high fashion. She understands, because of that, uniquely, she has a unique understanding of what the worth of his wardrobe is. She talks about how everything he wears is top shelf, really expensive clothing, and each thing hundreds and hundreds of dollars and more. So she suggests to him, hey, like because of her place in the world of fashion, I can sell your clothes for you and get you money quick. And he agrees, which is great. I mean, that's how much he must need the money. He really is out in the wind and he agrees and she flies to him to get the clothes. Which is, don't you feel like that? Also, bold move. All these women taking some pretty bold moves once they know he's kind of a scary scammer guy.
1: Yeah, well, at least the lot, yeah.
0: Yeah, for sure. And she is Eileen scared. and Pernilla do. She talks about how she's scared. She And remember, you're pretending to be this person's girlfriend now and you're going to stay overnight. I mean, I would just be stressed. Like, what is this night going to look like? She does say she's scared. She knows he's a fake now. That he's not really her boyfriend. He's this fraud. She really doesn't know what he's capable of. And bless her, she gets into bed. She's like, I climbed into bed. And thank God he didn't make a move. <laughs> which yeah. I love that she even detailed that. And um, and then the next day, he makes her go running around with me. He tries to get plastic surgery. With what money, Jim, at this point? I'm like, plastic surgery is expensive. I don't think the clothes money is going to get you plastic surgery.
1: I just found it interesting that they wouldn't do it.
0: Yeah, they said this is what criminals ask for. Yeah. Just fascinating. And she said her eyes grew like saucers, like, oh my gosh, he is a criminal. And so she beats feet. The next day, she... Uh, abscons absconds, right? She absconds with uh, the stuff. But before leaving, he hands her a letter and says, don't read it until you're on the plane. And of course, it's a bunch of BS about loving her. He's going to marry her. We're going to have babies. I know it's a big hook he uses over and over again with these women. You're going to be the mother of my children. Right? She's got the letter. She whips it out. Again, I love Aileen. So much disdain. She's like, get this. She just reads it. This girl doesn't have an ounce of pain. She's just all power at this point. And I love her for that. And she gets home and man, she gets busy. She starts selling this wardrobe. She's going nuts. He's nagging at her. Where's my money? And she's
1: He's losing it.
0: Losing. <laughs> it. Losing it. He's nagging her. What have you sold? Where's my money? Didn't you love this part too? Because she's just ignoring him. Right. She's not doing what he would do. She's completely ignoring his calls and lies. And she does lie. When she responds to him, she lies and says, oh, I haven't been able to sell anything. And she is making money hand over fist. Not anything close, she says, to what she lost, but enough that she's feeling good about this operation she's launched, which I really, really love. And I feel like, I don't know if you saw it this way. I just really feel like like, this is the real Simon emerging. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Just a nag the, where have you, where is my money? And, you know, and so then things turn ragey. He starts to race, swearing at her. He's, pretty much figured out he's been scammed. And to your point earlier, Jim, where you said, you know, power's the thing, control's the thing. It really is. You stop playing playing games with me now, he says. It seems like you're fucking with me. Don't send me lies. You will lose everything. Don't be my enemy. You will lose. Give me the money today. I mean, he is losing his mind. It's classic. And, classic.
1: And she's ignoring it.
0: And she's laughing. It's so funny to watch to see the shoe on the other foot is really Yeah, because
1: you see you see her putting his clothes up on eBay and and, and they're selling and he's like
0: where's my money where's my money and the documentary is doing a beautiful job running the noise of when you make a sale so while she's talking and you hear him where's my money you hear cha-ching ching -ching." and while she's being interviewed and this was a beautiful moment her cell phone makes a noise and she picks up she says oh another thing sold yeah (laughs) (laughs) she makes a sale which is incredible this is such a moment of justice you know it's so great her moment of revenge was really really sweet even though I I definitely have so much respect for what Cecilia and Pernilla put into motion, they really enabled her ability to even do this operation. I really loved this moment of Revenge of Hers and seeing her realize it, you know, and eventually he really vacillates. He's the one person I've seen her cajole. He goes back and forth between like, vehement threats and you will be hurt. Um, Don't lie to me. I could teach you how to lie. What about that? That line was crazy. I could teach you how to lie. Into, I love you so much. Please believe in me. I'm worth it. Just send me a little money and I'll fix it. This vacillation back and forth. He was dead. Desperate. Yeah. He essentially gets to a point where, where it's like he gives up all the blowhard behavior.
1: Right. Well, he starts sending pictures of his <laughs> present situation and living in $12 hostels and eating bus tub
0: yeah, Food. and he asks her, can you buy me a lotto ticket? that That's
1: nuts. That, that to me is the final. It's like, my wow, this but guy's just... But here's
0: the best part. And really, this is an examination on what's wrong with this guy. Can you buy me a lot of ticket and let me choose the numbers, the control to the end? Does he say that? I don't remember He does. That. And wow. let me choose the numbers, which I just thought, here he is at the bottom. And even in this low, he's like... Could you do me this favor, but let me control the numbers I pick? It's a real that guy is still hanging on. Well, he's, kind of he's just
1: delusional. How does he? Does he think she's gonna go? Oh, okay, I'll buy you a lot lotto ticket. I <laughs> mean, she's stringing he, him along, which I think is kind of beautiful too. So, well, I think she's ignoring him at this point. He he doesn't have any. She's
0: answering him. She says, "You're a drama queen." Like she's answering these things he's saying. He says, "I'm gonna be homeless." She says, "You're you're being a drama queen." He says, "No, I'm the she, homeless king." That's that's a text exchange. That's his response to. She says, "You're being a." Drama
1: queen. How does he? All right, so then explain to me how does he, in his last ditch effort for a favor, ask for a lotto ticket? What makes him think? I don't even know. She's going to go, All right, I'll buy that.
0: I just think the degree to which, and I've noticed this, like if you give an inch to somebody who's interested in taking a mile, they'll constantly be looking for an opportunity to take the mile, even if all they're getting is an inch. And she was still giving him an inch. She was still responding to him. She wasn't giving him anything, but she was still giving him contact. And I think that that gives him hope that he can turn that contact into gifts. Like, do this for me. Help me. Because he's still asking for help all the way, even though she hasn't given him a penny of what she sold. She's clearly taken his stuff. And left with it, and she's not giving him anything. She's, I think
1: what where I walked away from that was he, his biggest frustration. He could not get to her. He could not use his manipulative powers to get her to change course. Yes, you're right. You you shared an ex- text exchange, but right. I left with the feeling that most of the time she was radio silent, which will drive anybody sure. with control issues absolutely. Mad. But
0: she was talking to him up to the point until till he got taken in, because he said, "I can you help me? I need a plane ticket to fix this mess." Because she said, "He said I needed a plane ticket." She said, "What for?" So. She She's talking yeah, to him.
1: But I don't think at the frequency, most of the time, she's just selling stuff. And
0: Sure, sure. And, but she's keeping him on the him. line. I think she's keeping him.
1: For what purpose? Just to make him dangle? She wants him
0: caught. I think she wants to know where he's at. I think she's trying to keep a beat on him while not really giving him anything. And he is clearly still talking to her because he says, I need a plane ticket to fix the mess. And she even refers to a conversation they had where he said he wanted to go to Greece. And that's how she knows what to tell the police. Because the next thing that happens is she responds to him about this. this. This plane ticket thing, she's talking, and then it doesn't get, there's no read receipt. And she realizes his phone's always on. This guy's phone is always on. And if it is not, then that that means he's 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 in the air. He's in the air. And brilliantly, she goes and looks where, from where he is, is there a flight right now to Greece, finds it, bless her, and then contacts the authorities and says, he is on this flight right now. And Interpol intercepts him, which is so. And here's what I wanted to know. He gets arrested and he's still able to send a text.
1: I'm arrested.
0: I'm arrested, <laughs> and she's just glee. She's just grinning ear to ear. And she well, said, "Don't
1: you get one phone call or one text when you get? Arrested? You might.
0: And honestly, he might have still had his phone before they took it away. He's like, I'm arrested. He might have done it before, but <laughs> or maybe he saw Interpol coming down the down the gangway of the of the of the plane because they usually don't let you get off. They come get you. And she then says, and I quote, "It's one of the best moments of my life, like getting that text." That he was arrested. And then the three of them together, you know, that Cecilia, Pernilla, and Aileen, and they're just so happy they nailed him and so happy that they prevailed. I have a a few, um, this brings us to the end. I mean, that is really sort of where we wrap up the documentary and there's some prologue points. Um, Simon was sentenced to 15 months.
1: I mean I think you're underplaying it. I'm I'm I think you're underplaying it. I think the what the prologue shares, I was crushed.
0: Sure. It's not good news. No. He gets fifteen months. They suspect he stole up to ten million dollars all told. And he was never charged for what he did to Cecilia and Pernilla, which is wild too. They explained it a little bit in the documentary that he had some some legal cover because he essentially they took out those credit cards, they let him use it. He can call it a loan he hasn't paid back, and it's not the same as stealing. Right. And obviously leverage. He was released after five months, this guy. A guy who's already been to prison, done three years, come out and doubled down on those behaviors. So you already know he's certainly not going to be fixed after five months. So he's out. Now he has a website offering free business advice, which is, again, crazy. He's back with his same cohorts, his same uh, fake bodyguard, Peter, that like they were also never charged. His baby mama denies any wrongdoing. She basically, there's really no information on her. She just says, I didn't do anything wrong. And then that's that. He lives in Israel, which I also think is interesting because he's wanted in Israel. So that must, uh, who knows what happened there. And then on social media, just posting all these like purchases and car, how? He's like back at it. Back at it. He's either stealing or in this sick world we live in, to be honest. He's profiting. Probably off profiting off of what yep. this is because he's he's got a platform and brands will leverage that. You know, there's just, there's not a lot of brake lights in that world. And those women are stuck paying off those debts. Yeah, Cecilia. it. So I have a little tidbit that wasn't in the documentary from that. And that is that the family who he claimed to have belonged to are now suing him. They are suing him and... They have teamed up with Cecilia and Pernilla. Oh, good. And they designed a piece of jewelry, a piece of diamond jewelry, and a portion of the proceeds go to help them pay back their debts, which is a real- Shouldn't
1: parliamentary invest in one of those?
0: Should we? Should we we sell those diamond bracelets? We might have to have a, I'm telling you, there's a need for the merch store. First thing is a t-shirt that says, Richie, close off. And then the second, and uh, you could. <laughs> no one knows what No you're one knows what that about. is. He'll um, know about that later. And then, um, what was the next one I said today we were going to do? Uh, Diamond enemies. Diamond enemies. <laughs> yeah. So little by little, we'll put together a store. But yeah, I did know, I thought it was a real. Um, cool move of that family who really didn't know anything to those women whatsoever they weren't connected to do anything with them to help them recoup some of their I understand they're very rich these people are very rich they could pay off these debts I mean if they were really magnanimous well maybe we but I don't like to look a gift horse in the mouth they're doing a nice thing
1: all I'm telling you is I watched this with a female friend yes when she saw the prologue, she was devastated. Right.
0: Yes, it's bad.
1: Because justice doesn't happen and didn't happen. To the point where I don't know if she really liked the documentary.
0: Oh, really? She
1: blamed the content. Oh, gosh, really? <laughs> right? Which happens a lot, right?
0: I guess. Um, I mean, you know, the story is still a wild well, ride.
1: Love it. It's a I really mean, I wild eat, ride. I eat, these, I eat these up.
0: I. Know, you and I both love yeah. a, like a wild and weird tale.
1: But someone who's not into documentaries, who got caught up in the story and was waiting for... For the yeah, you're golden waiting for moment it. for revenge and justification and the bad guys going down and the good guys prevailing. Right. It doesn't happen it in documentaries doesn't. because it's reality.
0: <laughs> this li- because life is disappointing. There's still a lot of news coverage of him. If you Google him, you'll see that there are, you know, deadline and different outlets that are like cited in Tel Aviv. So-
1: Have you gone on any of his uh, social I haven't. Instagram no,
0: and I, Facebook. No. And you know what we can do is uh, a promise for later. Is, uh, if this unfolds and there's any more, a- anything that comes from this, from the lawsuit or anything like that, we will do, uh, do we'll an do update. an update. Yeah, and in a future episode Let's in the housekeeping podcast. So. so that, my friends, Let's is the Tinder
1: Swindler. Yeah, I enjoyed it.
0: Podumentary is executive lobby. produced by me, Melanie Dark, and produced by both Jim Hudson and I with the support of our fearless production coordinator, Kate Dark. The, the podcast is recorded engineered at New Vine Music Studios in sunny Santa Monica and our theme song is the 1950s movie intermission classic Let's All Go to the Lobby licensed courtesy of Filmax Studios. You can find more episodes of this podcast and smash that subscribe button at podumentary.co that's podumentary.co We'd also love to hear your take on this documentary. You can use our website's recorded message feature to do that and we might even feature your message in a future episode. If voicemail isn't your thing you can shout out your comments, criticisms, or documentary reviews Requests on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at @podumentary, and on Twitter at Pod. If straight-up old-fashioned email's more your speed, drop us a line using hey at podumentary.com. And if you've gotten this far, you're one of us. See you next time.